Breakfast in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. Well, almost all the time we talk about the situation in many of our government schools and the what was supposed to happen to fix them, to remove pit latrines and things like that, was set out in what's called a Norms and Standards for Public School Infrastructure document. It was signed into law 10 years ago. Uh, the person in, uh, who was the Department of Basic Education, the minister at the time, was Andrew Mocheha, still is, of course, uh, the minister. How much progress has been made? Dube is the General Secretary at Equal Education. Ankledo, good morning. Thanks for your time. Morning. Thank you very much for having us. Ten years after this document was signed, have the norms and standards been mm. fulfilled? No, not at all. Part of the reason, actually, that we've had rolling actions starting in a very rural province in the Eastern Cape on the 28th of November was to remind the minister to remind government because we do understand the building of schools and the refurbishing of schools to be a full government competency but obviously led by the department of basic education was to in fact remind them that before we even had a law that determined what a school should look like in order for it to be called a school in democratic south africa we had to take the department of basic education to court we had to fight Young children, learners had to go to the streets, march, picket, petition, run door to doors, sleep outside parliament fast uh, in order to make sure that the government would legislate the norms and standards for school infrastructure. And I do want everyone listening to understand, so because I'm trying to see, to see if we can re-galvanize ourselves mm. consciously as a society around this idea of dignity and safety for, for children in schools, is that after we got these regulations, we thought this was a good way with the timelines provi- provided in the law, 2016, the full eradication of play pit latrines in schools, we thought we had some kind of way to help government reach its target of addressing the backlog of school infrastructure in South Africa. But the progress has been astoundingly uh, slow, so- even with pointed interventions like the SAFE initiative, which S- Cyril um, mm. uh, had started with with, with the country um in around in the the early 2000s but none of those initiatives have been pointed enough to fully eradicate play pit latrines to address the issue of water security electrification uh, water security inside schools and we still have i mean the average school in any rural or township space has at least 60 learners on average inside of it the overcrowding crisis is enormous and so when government I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Has there been any explanation for why the government first said these are going to be the norms and standards and then failed to Mm. meet that? I mean, has there been any explanation that you would accept as to why this hasn't happened? I realize it's expensive. I realize it's difficult. And I think we must accept that. But has there been any explanation? Mm. Well, the the one thing that I, I keep trying to reaffirm the ordinary South African and with our members is that the idea that it's expensive and difficult to maneuver just is insufficient after 10 years. Because the department in the last financial year, the Auditor General came back and told the country that 2.4 billion rand of the money from the Department of Basic Education had been fruitlessly and wastefully spended. Okay? So the Department of Basic Education is a microcosm of the rest of how government works in South Africa. That's the first thing that we must put right out there. Okay? The second thing is around implementing agents and contractors are usually the go-to issue for the departments of education, both national and provincial. So you'll address your department officials and they'll tell you, we're trying, some things can't move as fast as we'd like because of these implementing agents aren't able to meet uh, their deadlines. But in that kind of framework, no implementing agent has ever been blacklisted by the Department of Education. Why? Sure. The second thing is that people go, contractors, community members sometimes stop progress on these projects. But what we've done in the past 
has gone and physically visited schools in the far-flung areas of the former Transkei, even, Elibode. And when we get there, we see the implementing agent will say, oh, the school is 60% near completion. But when you get there, there's just a laid foundation. The steering committee that should be leading, making sure that that school is being built, that should include members of the uh, of the community, mm-hmm. is not fully functional. And therefore, there is no oversight and accountability. And I'm starting to really feel that that's how government wants us to be and, 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 um, and be okay with. The idea that when we say no and please more and yes there, we become um, labeled as a sort of anti, anti-government. But that isn't the fact. We're working around a deep agency of black children in South Africa wanting to learn uh, in schools that are safe and conducive for learning. 81% of learners in the fourth grade not being able to read for meaning will not improve if the sure. basic physical infrastructure in those schools yeah. is not improved immediately. Nonkredo, thank you very much indeed. Nonkredo Madubadube is the General Secretary at Equal Education. So much still to look at there.